When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I'm Sasha Kelly and welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks whoever said that business news needs to be all business. I want you to hold on because we're tackling a controversial topic today. Here's a question to give you a bit of a clue. This weekend, if you're in the southern states, are we springing forward or falling back? Yep, that's right. We're talking about daylight savings. I love that saying. I love a saying to help me remember anything. (laughs) And it helps me remember which way the clocks are going to move this Sunday, the 3rd of April, because they will go back one hour in New South Wales, Victoria, ACT, Tasmania and South Australia. We're missing a couple of our friends in other states there because daylight savings is a common practice globally, but not everyone agrees with it. Many people complain that it messes with their biorhythm and they just don't see the need for it, inspiring a hashtag and a movement with tweets like this one. Parents, let's all unite to end daylight saving. Those who follow it do mostly love it and those who don't seem to hate it. It's so polarizing that Lebanon actually split into two different time zones last week after the government decided not to change the clocks and half the country just went ahead and did it anyway. And here at home, those living on the New South Wales and Queensland border know the pain all too well. For six months of the year, they're one hour apart, despite them living right next to each other. It's been debated for decades, but as southern states wound forward their clocks overnight, Queensland is no closer to daylight savings. The Lord Mayor launching another campaign, pushing for a trial of the summertime scheme. In the US, a new law has been proposed that would make daylight savings permanent, with supporters saying it will, quote, jumpstart the economy and, quote, act as a stimulus package in itself. So today we wanted to find out, is that true? It's Friday the 31st of March and today I want to know what impact does daylight savings time have on the economy and my health? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague here at Equity Mates and the co-founder, shouldn't sell him short, it's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Good to be here, Sasha. I love that in however many episodes we've done, we've done protests in China, pokies in New South Wales, a four-day work week around the world, and yet this episode on daylight savings may go down as our most controversial. It splits families apart, I tell you. Let's get into it with some history. The first country to implement daylight savings time was Germany in 1916, and they were looking to save money on energy costs during World War One. So they launched a daylight savings practice that was followed by most of Europe. 
and then the United States, who started it in 1918. Today, 40% of countries around the world observe daylight savings. Yeah, that's right, 40%. And the differences in daylight hours are most extreme near the poles. So most countries near the equator aren't in that 40%. They don't observe daylight saving time. Here in Australia, Queensland, Western Australia and the Northern Territory don't observe daylight savings times. In the US, two states have decided to abolish it. Most of Africa and most of Asia don't observe daylight saving time. Uh, But this one surprised me, Sasha. Russia, although it's well north of the equator and would perhaps benefit from daylight savings times, chooses not to. Interesting. That that surprises me as well. Look, I know a few of the anecdotal reasons, but can you sum up why it's such a polarizing issue? It comes down to the amount of disruption it causes to work and routine. And, you know, sometimes the smaller disruptions are the ones that really grind your gears a little bit more. And this feels like a classic example of that. Uh, my dad grew up in Mwollomba, which is on the south side of the New South Wales-Queensland border. And so, you know, he and his family lived through this. But they weren't alone. Darcy, who's not in with us here today, but he was telling us a story about a family member who lives on the Queensland Queensland side of the border and her hairdresser is literally on the other side of the road, 50 metres away, but that other side of the road is in New South Wales and she often turns up an hour late for her haircuts because she just forgets she's in a different time zone. So, you know, small annoyances add up to big frustrations I get. But around the world, it's not always small. In Lebanon, the government announced an unexpected one-month delay to the start of daylight savings time last week, but a huge proportion of companies and people has just decided to ignore the government, and so the country has been operating on two time zones at the same time, not split by a border, but just based on what people want to follow. Imagine trying to schedule a meeting in Lebanon. <laughs> you know, we joke about the fact that these are little things like missing your hairdresser's appointment or just trying to schedule meetings, but efficiency seems to be the backbone of so many economic benefits. So it is actually a big deal. And the US Senator Marco Rubio's Sunshine Protection Act is actually proposing that daylight savings time be observed year-round And it actually passed a vote in the U.S. Senate last year. Now, Florida Senator Marco Rubio has also reintroduced the Sunshine Protection Act to the full Senate, reminding lawmakers that locking the clock has overwhelming bipartisan support. Marco Rubio wanted to make daylight savings time permanent, which is another way of saying moving the clocks forward one hour permanently. He proposed it in 2018. It didn't get through committee. He proposed it again in 2019. It also didn't get through committee. He proposed it in 2021. It passed the Senate, uh, I think unanimously, but then uh, it didn't get brought for a vote in the House. But Sasha, perhaps not surprisingly, this year he has reintroduced it for the fourth time. Marco Rubio, this is his big issue. He's not going to give this one up. Uh, The 115th Congress didn't pass it. The 116th Congress didn't pass it. The 117th Congress didn't pass it. Marco's banking on the 118th Congress to finally pass his bill. Who doesn't love a passion project? And I, for one, (laughs) love daylight savings. So... Let's look at the pros and cons and I'm going to be selfish and say let's dig into the fun 
pros first because I want to hear the supportive facts for daylight savings. What are the benefits? So there are a number of benefits that uh, Marco Rubio and other supporters will point to. Buchanan argued that more sunlight in the day would cut back on car crashes, crime, energy bills and health risks. We're a business podcast here, so let's start with the economic benefits. For us to have an extra hour of daylight means you can come from work, go climbing on the cliffs. It would also give us a little extra possibly an extra seating or two on a, on a Friday and Saturday night, which is always helpful. JP Morgan Chase found that there is a drop in economic activity of between about 2 and 5% when clocks move back. So that's meaningful. Looking at the golf industry in particular, one of the hardest hit by these changes. In 1986, the golf industry reported that the extra month of daylight savings time introduced brought in an additional $200 million in sales of golf clubs and green fees. And the barbecue industry, Sasha, that's another big industry that benefits from daylight savings. That extra month that was introduced in the US in the 80s, it was worth an extra $100 million to the barbecue industry. Uh, My ears did pick up at barbecue, not so much with golf, but <laughs> but I do like a barbecue. <laughs> so outside of the economic benefits, there are some other reasons why people are supportive of introducing daylight savings or making daylight savings permanent. Crime reduces because of daylight savings. The <laughs> number of robberies uh, were down 27% according to a 2015 study because of an additional hour of daylight in the evenings. Uh, separately, US law enforcement report that crime drops between 10 and 13% during daylight savings months. That really surprised me, Alec. I guess it's it's better to break into houses in the dark. <laughs> Who knew? There's a number of health benefits. It's reported that daylight savings time reduces a risk for cardiac issues, stroke and seasonal depression, and it improves mental and physical health. As soon as we lose the hour of daylight, I just find that like my my mood significantly drops off immediately. Big uptick in physical activity during the daylight savings time months. The Journal of Environmental Psychology found that daylight savings times increased pedestrian activity by 62% and cyclist activity by 38% in the US. I guess part of my question though is that also coincides with summer. So how do you control for just it being warmer and more light generally? But anyway, who are we to argue with the Journal of Environmental Psychology? And then a final benefit, Sasha, it saves energy. A 2008 study by the US Department of Energy found that after the United States extended daylight savings by an additional four weeks in 2005, there were savings of about 0.5% of electricity used per day. So let's go to the other side of the argument. And I actually gave someone close to me a call to get their thoughts on it. And Alec, after the break, we're also going to find out why daylight savings makes you 24% more likely to have a heart attack. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Hello. I've got a really quick one for you. Daylight savings. You Mm -hmm. work online all the time. Yes. How does it affect you being in Queensland? Because I'm in Victoria, so we're on different time zones for half the year. And I know you work with a lot of people overseas. Is it a pain? Yeah, it is actually, because just always having to be mindful of trying to make sure that we're connecting on exactly the right time frame, particularly when there's multiple people. I do quite a bit of connection with the UK and they just assume that we're all on the same time zone. So we we get quite ignored sometimes and it's tricky when they're trying to deal with different time zones in Australia. And so, quick poll, do you want Queensland to have it or not? Ooh, um, I would say yes for Brisbane, but I think it's really tricky for northern parts of Queensland that stay hot until the sun goes down, yeah. unbearably hot. I think there's we're, we're such a huge state and the impact's really different between, say, Queensland and, and all my mates in the north of the state. Look, Alec, anecdotal research does have its place. Welcome back to The Dive, where today we're talking about daylight savings time. So my mum raised how tricky it can be in Queensland. Let's get into the cons for daylight savings. So, Sasha, your body clock doesn't know what time the clock on the wall says it is. So your body clock stays with natural light, not with the changing daylight savings time. And that can have a significant impact on sleep patterns. There's no evidence that over the course of six months, your body actually adjusts to the new time. Standard time when we return from daylight savings time is much closer to the sun's day and night cycle Uh, This cycle has set our circadian rhythm or body clock for centuries. So that's the big argument. There are also some stats that support this lack of sleep argument. Workplace injuries increased by 5.7% during daylight savings. And Sasha, this is a scary number. Heart attacks rise by as much as 24% on the Monday following the annual spring forward. Both the heart attack and workplace injuries start are attributed to lack of adequate sleep. Then there are also some other challenges, obviously business disruptions, the need to adjust work schedules and synchronise calendars, especially with global businesses with international partners. Uh, That can lead to disruption and confusion. And studies have actually shown that as energy efficiency in lighting has approved, the purported energy savings of daylight savings might be overstated. There's an argument that daylight savings time doesn't actually save money or save energy and may actually increase energy spending as people prefer to spend their warm summer evenings indoor next to their energy guzzling air conditioners. Do you love my energy guzzling air conditioner in summer? So it seems like if I sum it up, there's economic benefits to daylight savings time, but the flip side is that there's more negative effects on our health, which do end up having an impact on the economy anyway. Yeah, I think there's arguments either way and there's plenty of factors to consider outside of the economic and the health arguments as well. Right now, Sasha, where I am in Sydney, the sun isn't rising until well after 7am. If we had year-round daylight saving, we'd be getting to work and it would still be dark in the middle of winter. 
In the US, there's a similar argument. They argue that if Marco Rubio gets his bill passed, in some parts of the United States, it won't get light until 9am. The Sunshine Protection Act is trying to make daylight saving permanent, but there are some side effects you need to know about. If the bill passes, we would get a sunset after 6pm year-round, but... There will be fewer mornings with the sun rising before 7 a.m., a possible concern meteorologist Chris Michaels has when trying to get to work or school in a snowstorm. You may have some days in the winter that the sun's not rising until 8.30, 8.40, something like that. So that's a delay in the process of ice or snow melting. So instead of there maybe being a two-hour delay, you might have a three-hour delay. You may have school being closed. So really what it comes down to, what it always comes down to with daylight savings, would you prefer to get an extra hour of light in the afternoon and the evening or would you prefer the sun to be up earlier? And that's not the only discussion up for debate. There's whether there should be any daylight savings as in during the summer months and then there's the debate which this bill is kind of a part of, which is if you have it year-round, standard time versus daylight savings time. Yeah, that's right. I'm not aware of many people making the argument for permanent daylight savings time outside of Marco Rubio. But hey, you know, where the US goes, the rest of the world often follows. Sasha, as a proud Queenslander, you'd be interested to know that there is a push, a slowly growing push to have a referendum on whether to adopt daylight savings time or stay without it. Honestly, I don't think a lot is going to change and I think people are still going to get frustrated whichever side of the argument they fall on. (laughs) So final takeaways, Alec, have you got any? Minor economic benefits, minor health detriments. We believe as medical experts that having the light in the morning is the healthiest choice for us. But as we said at the start, the minor issues can lead to the biggest frustrations, and that certainly happens with this story. (laughs) Absolutely, and well said. Look, I'm looking forward to my sleep-in on Sunday either way. I'm heading to the F1 tomorrow, so I think I'm going to need an extra hour or two on Sunday morning. And here's something you can do for us. When you're having your lie-in this weekend, if you are part of the southern states, here's one thing you can do with that extra time. You can share our story, share the dive on social media with a friend, just help us spread the word. That's a huge help. So thank you in advance. Thanks so much for joining me today, Alec. Thanks, Sasha. Now I'm going to remember to move my clock forward on Sunday. Forward? Oh, Back? Just have an iPhone and it does yeah. it for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next time. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.